0: Hey, Sarah. Hey, what? I want to watch romantic comedy. It's always open season on princesses. Woo!
1: You've got a, a box full of quarters and a spoonful of sugar.
2: Ciao. So, oh. E benvenuto al Comento Comedia Romantica.com Mm -hmm. And if you don't speak flawless Italian like I do, (laughs) you can rest assured I'll tell you what that means. I simply said, hello and welcome to RomanticComedyCommentary.com, or as all the beautiful women all over the world like to say, (laughs) RomComCom.com. And now that we have those pleasantries out of the way, this week, as we explore the romantic and enchanting old world cities that are romantic comedies, I will be one half of your tour guide team, a Gaida Turistica, Justin. And mm. joining me, as always, with her unique mix of historical details and personal anecdotes of the sights we will be experiencing together, a Gaida Turistica, Sarah.
0: Wow. Yeah. I would be better Italian if I could trill, but I cannot trill.
2: But you're Italian. Yeah. Did you ever take Italian? No. But my grandpa used to speak it. Wait, what did you take as a high school language?
0: Spanish and Latin.
2: Spanish and Latin? Okay, well, I guess Latin makes sense.
0: Yeah. The old Italian.
2: You can't... What's a trill?
0: Like, in Spanish. Like... Yeah, I cannot do it. That's
2: part of Italian?
0: Yeah. Oh, okay. We're in a lot of Italian. Hair.
2: Oh, okay. I guess I don't know I much about it. I cannot do it
0: at all. And
2: if you didn't know what uh, Sarah's line from the opening was, you're probably wondering, why are we talking so much about...
0: Italy. Italy.
2: <laughs> it is because this week we are doing one of the... I, quintessential. I would, yeah, quintessential romantic comedies ever made. Roman Holiday with yeah. one Miss Audrey Hepburn in her debut, debut
0: starring role. And her Academy Award winning role.
2: She Didn't she win two academy awards or is this her only know. no actually you know what i think this is her only i think this is her She's only been nominated a she few times. i think she was nominated five times one once for this um she did receive i think what i'm thinking of is she won some kind of philanthropic award oh the unit stuff yeah so i think well
0: and the um the person who gave her her academy award at the oscars then had Memorial Award named after him, which she then won later, Oh, which is
2: kind of funny. Yeah, that's amazing. So if you do not know all that much about Roman Holiday, first off, shame on you. Run to your <laughs> local <laughs> video store. What are you doing? Yeah, get on top of this. It's, I know some people out there are probably aware of Roman Holiday in the same way that I was for a long time, that it was featured in the movie you me and dupree Oh, is it? yeah there's a scene where kate hudson walks in on owen wilson he's watching it it's the scene with the the face of truth and he's like oh this part always gets me and john and they have like a personal connection moment so that's the only way that i knew this for for quite some time until we really decided to watch it so i'm glad that we did well, there you the, go this is easily one of the most highest rated movies i've watched in my life and definitely the highest ones that we've done on this show
0: yeah it's pretty consistently 90
2: 98 on rotten tomatoes 8 out of 10 on imdb 88 percent on google yeah people like this movie and it was nominated for 10 academy awards that's
1: crazy and
2: i think it ended up getting what (laughs) it ended up getting it got several of them i think i think got two or three at Mm -hmm. least it got
0: i think it got best picture as well no it got it got um, best it
2: got best writing best costume and best actress yeah
0: edith what the heck is her name oh are you talking are you
2: talking about one miss edith head
0: edith head yes
2: oh my god i have So great you're jumping you're jumping to a place in my notes right here not there actually somewhere in my notes is a spot where i have edith head underlined and exclamation point yeah um if anyone out there is curious why we're both so excited about edith head if anyone has seen or if you've seen the movie the Incredibles. The Incredibles. <laughs> uh, Edith Head is what that character is it kind is, of yeah. modeled the s- on. The,
0: the woman who designs their superhero outfits with those circular glasses is modeled on Edith Head.
2: Yeah. And That's apparently
0: what she was like.
2: And I know nothing about fashion or hollywood costumes or any of that mm-hmm. and i had seen edith head and knew who she was and yeah. apparently she worked on like everything oh, yeah.
0: she um gave audrey hepburn all of her costumes because she was engaged at the time and that was a wedding present was okay, giving there. her all of her clothes and shoes and handbags huh. that she had designed for her and then instantly she uh broke off the engagement with that guy Oh, really? And she had met, she and Gregory Peck both met their future spouses while filming this movie.
2: No way. Mm-hmm. I didn't get that bit of trivia when I was looking. Yeah. That's amazing.
0: He came into the movie all depressed because he was separated from his first wife and their divorce was imminent. And then he met a, a French woman in Italy, Veronique. I don't know if she's, now I have to look it up. Um, she was French or Italian. And they ended up being married and they were married the rest of their lives. Oh,
2: wow. That's pretty cool. Going back to Edith Head, the one thing about her I love is if I was in Hollywood and I had my choice of costume designers just based on what they looked like, I'm going with her 10 times out of 10. (laughs) That woman had style. Yeah. I mean, just personal style. Very
0: specific style. Well, from all
2: the stories that were told in a couple of little interviews that I watched regarding her, Mm -hmm. uh, she seemed like one hell of an interesting lady too. yeah. She won eight Academy Awards. It's crazy. That's amazing. It yeah. worked with everyone like Liz Taylor and she did Hitchcock stuff too I mm-hmm. mean you name it she
0: was the best of the best
2: and they said that she was very thrifty like she knew how to stretch huh. a buck when it really? came to costuming which apparently I guess you know and mm-hmm. back in those days I guess was a a thing. You don't think about that as much. Yeah. They said this
0: movie went $700,000 over budget, Mm -hmm. which in this day and age is not that big of a deal. (laughs) Well, yeah, but back then then. it was a lot of money. Yeah.
2: No kidding. The uh, the other thing is, so in the DVD, I was watching one of the extras and and it had like a 15 minute thing just on Edith head.
1: Oh, really? And,
2: there was a guy in it talking about costume design and Edith Head specifically. And I hope that when I die, that there's one person that talks about me <laughs> with that kind of just excitement reverence. and vigor. Yeah, yeah, reverence. I mean, this guy fucking loved Edith Head and all of her work. Yeah. And I was just taken aback by that guy. And I, I really, one thing that he, uh, story that he told I thought was pretty cool is she, so this was like back when they were transitioning from black and white to color. Mm-hmm. And she was known for wearing these these dark blue sunglasses. And the purpose of them, the actual purpose, was that when you were looking at, uh, when you wanted to figure out what something would look like in black and white, you would oh. look through this, bl- this dark blue pane. And so as a costume designer, she mm-hmm. just always wore these dark blue glasses. That makes sense. But... She didn't just do it for that reason. It sounds like she did it just to fuck with people too, as like an intimidation <laughs> tactic. That she's always wearing these dark blue sunglasses, regardless mm, of where she's kind at. of
0: Anna Wintour kind of yes. situation. So I
2: thought that was kind of a cool little Edith hmm. Head story. So, um, yeah. So this movie is starting with Edith Head. So it's, it's I mean this movie is
0: quintessential in so many ways. It's got Gregory Peck, who was huge at the time. It's got Audrey Hepburn in her debut role. That um, Gregory Peck made sure she had equal billing.
1: Well, to yeah, him. because he
2: said that he knew she was going to be such a star, yeah. it, it was that he felt it would be looked upon as foolish if he didn't do right. that. And man, Gregory Peck, good call. I
0: know. And the movie was carried so much by her and her character that it seemed silly not to have her be you know, as yeah. equal to him. And he said his career needed a little bit of a turning over. He'd mm. been playing these serious characters in these Westerns and mm. he needed something. He did know. say in
2: one interview about it that, so Cary Grant was actually, mm-hmm. the script was for him at one point. And then and in one interview with Gregory Peck, he said, anytime I got a comedy... I just would ask the people and say, let me guess, Cary Grant turned this down? Yeah. Like he said so apparently... I could
0: feel Cary Grant's fingerprints on every script yeah. I read. <laughs> Which I thought was... Uh... Which is true, because Cary Grant said he would be too old to play against Audrey Hepburn. Yeah. yeah. Even though they played against each other 10 years later. <laughs> Did not okay. uh, Sabrina, I want
2: to say. Oh, okay. It wasn't... She was nominated for that again. Mm-hmm yeah cool what uh a classy do lady you, one thing about this movie that i thought was really really interesting because it speaks to the time period that it was done in was that the did you know that the person originally credited with the screen as the mm-hmm. screenwriter yeah, yeah was not was not the person yeah he was actually, a straw man yeah because the actual screenwriter who trumbo. Was, yeah dalton trumbo was in jail for being mm-hmm. a communist?
0: Sympathizer. Yeah, well, okay. He refused on. to answer Joseph McCarthy's questions and was saying, what kind of information do you have on me? I refuse to answer your questions until you tell me what, what you think you have on me. And uh, I think it was contempt of court or something mm-hmm. sent him to jail for a year. Mm-hmm. But he wrote, he knew his family wouldn't have any money. So he wrote that and his friend was nice enough to... Push it under his own name.
2: And do you know how many screenplays he wrote while he was in court it was, or in non-court like in, in jail? Eight. Eighteen? 18? It said eighteen in what I watched. That is bonkers. We and need
0: then, to watch that Trumbo movie with starring Brian Cranston.
2: I don't know what you're talking. Oh, 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 oh. It's about him. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah. I didn't even know that existed. I guess. I mean, I've, now you're saying it, mm-hmm. it's registered. It just to me, came but,
0: out like two years ago.
2: How oh, cool! That'd be fun to watch. Yeah. So either way, I thought that was a cool uh thing about the film
1: Mm -hmm.
2: do you want to give before you dive into this just a quick one minute summary of kind of what the movie is because i feel like this is one a lot of people (laughs) either may not have seen or may not have seen in a while
0: yeah um so audrey hepburn plays a princess from a european country that is not named and she's taking a tour of uh, a goodwill tour of europe and her last stop is in rome she is fed up with it. She's tired of doing all of these stops, and she's just exhausted. They give her something to make her sleep, but she's restless, so she escapes the castle at night and goes off into the city of Rome where she falls asleep in front of a fountain, right? Yeah,
2: I guess I fountain. think it's a fountain. It was on a bench The, near the
0: water. Tr- tr- What is that famous fountain called? I can't remember. Um, And she, I can hear people like screaming it at me when they're listening to this. (laughs) It's like the Trevi, the Trevi fountain, I think.
2: I don't know Rome at all.
0: I think that's it. And, um, And Gregory Peck is leaving a poker game that he was playing with his friends and finds her and takes pity on her, takes her back to his apartment and isn't very happy that she's there but
2: one minute summary sorry
0: i'll clean it up uh (laughs) lets her spend the night then he, he realizes when he goes into work the next day that she's actually the princess and he tries to get an exclusive story they spend the day together but then they start falling in love with each other and then he decides not to write the story and they meet back up uh at a press conference and she realizes he's one of the members of the press
2: that's a that's a you always bring these you always bring them back in the end really your <laughs> back end's always really tight when you do these one minute summaries they start
0: out very meandering but they yeah
2: and, they clean but, up yeah like somehow you sum up in about 15 seconds the last hour of a movie <laughs> <laughs> it's been 45 on the first half yeah uh, i think the first thing to start with though so everybody knows as well this is definitely an old hollywood movie it very is much v- so. it is very much in black and white
0: Although uh, they made that decision.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I, as I was about to bring up is mm-hmm. I don't think this movie would be anywhere as compelling as it is if it wasn't color. It's just kind of an interesting yeah. thing about it.
0: Well, they said they wanted to, they didn't want the actors to upstage the scenery. And mm-hmm. they thought Rome was such a beautiful place that they were going to keep it all in black and white to kind of keep it all cohesive. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. It was also like the first um, major motion picture filmed on location.
2: Yeah, because it was entirely filmed in Rome. In Rome, yeah. Which is amazing Mm -hmm. because back then they used to just do everything on a backlog. Yeah.
0: Well, the reason that Hollywood became Hollywood was because the weather was always so good there. Mm. So you could film all year round.
2: Do you think that this movie, I guess maybe we need to do a little bit more research on it, but is this the first actual rom no I mean, it, but i mean by it, it it seems like it hits all the the numbers the paint by numbers you of haven't seen it happen one night oh i guess i, I haven't then. The is that okay so then we because this hmm. one really does feel like you could this exact movie could be made today with the same plot i mean like mm-hmm. it hits all the points it yeah feels very it a
0: very similar um I mean, it has the same tropes, the yeah, same everything. I guess yeah. that's what
2: I'm saying. So the beginning of the movie, like you said, she is on this tour. She's from an unnamed country, which yeah. I actually didn't pick up on. I just assumed. Yeah, that they never to it.
0: said what name was, but they specifically had to put in something to differentiate her from Princess Anne in England, because it just so happened that at that time there was a whole scandal going on with Princess Anne, uh, Queen Elizabeth's younger sister. Mm being engaged to a commoner, to Peter Townsend. And it's a sad story. I just watched The Crown, where they go over this, that basically the royals forced her to choose someone else because he was divorced and he was a commoner. But that was all going on right when this movie was coming out, was when this movie was being filmed. So in order to appease England... They had to differentiate themselves and make sure they knew that she wasn't, she wasn't being portraying Princess Anne.
2: Oh wow, that is amazing timing for this movie as far yeah. as I'm sure getting a little bit of uh, like yeah. free press type of thing.
0: Yeah, they didn't intend it. I guess the movie script got knocked around for like 10 years so it's not like it just came out of the Princess Anne sca- like scandal thing. So they were
2: they were truly, or the movie was independent of that. It was just oh, absolutely. completely dumb luck that it happened yeah. at the same time. Wow.
0: And her name happened to be Princess Anne.
2: I'm sure that there was a studio head that was very excited when he heard that terrible news. Yeah, but of, it's
0: also a big mess. That's one of the reasons Frank Capra didn't want to direct it because mm-hmm. oh. he didn't want to piss off england and he knew that trumbo had actually written it and he didn't want to get involved with mccarthy uh,
2: stuff yeah wow so this movie has a lot of baggage oh yeah wow yeah so she's on this this goodwill tour and like you said just kind of flames out after a bunch they actually even make a point of saying like she's you know she keeps trudging right along and mm-hmm. all that quick question though she has a point where she is greeting people and fiddling with her heels and one yeah. kind of like falls off does that like does that happen do you, uh-huh. do you okay uh, oh I, yeah
0: when your feet get sore oh yeah
2: well i mean i've never worn a lot That's of heels so, so what, accurate what do you do when it falls off panic stay well, like yeah. a pirate
0: do what she was doing try to fiddle it back on your foot
2: Hmm. i like that she uh you would think when she sat down so she lost her shoe and then sat down on the chair and it was in front of her mm-hmm. you'd figure there's like I, f- I feel like there's a guy like, there's got to be a guy that's yeah but they to, don't like, want to draw ra-
0: attention to it to the shoe to, okay. yeah because if he moved in and moved it around then everyone would look at well him. maybe
2: he needs some type of shoe stick like uh yeah. like how they get people off the stage like one Big of those but for a shoe yeah like a, <laughs> like a shoe hook
0: apparently she had size 10 feet is that big or small that's big for a woman okay and was very uncomfortable well like embarrassed about it but it's kind of funny that that then her feet were showcased in like the first <laughs> couple of minutes of the movie Oh,
2: easily within the first few minutes uh, then so she's like freaking out has a breakdown in bed with her her I don't know. What do you call her? Lady and she's
0: the countess is what they call her. Okay.
2: It. So the countess is like helping around, she has a freak mm-hmm. out moment and
0: Milk and crackers. <laughs> and
2: they bring a doctor in to give her something. Mm-hmm, like, to help her sleep. They they like gave her like a they gave her a like big dose. they gave her like opium mm-hmm. or something, right? Like I don't they, know what it was. Like they gave her something stout.
0: Yeah.
2: Um but so she but she, but she then she was cognizant enough after this to escape to just like get mm-hmm. away and then she just started p- falling asleep. When she was in that truck. Mm-hmm. And then she <laughs> de- jumped out. Yeah, jumped out and fell asleep on a bench. Mm-hmm. Here, Here's my question, not related to that, just in general. And I would like you to speak for your gender, if you could, as mm-hmm. much as possible. Um, and make this a declarative type of statement. Um, why why do girls want to be princesses? Do girls actually want to be princesses? Not, not, Not as much why, we'll get to that. But do girls actually um... want to be princesses?
0: I mean, I guess I played that when I was little, Mm -hmm. played princess. I think it was more like you had infinite people taking care of you and doing your hair and all these resources and Mm. gowns. It was a very romantic idea. Mm -hmm. You just go to balls all the time and people tell you how pretty you are.
1: Mm
2: -hmm.
0: But, you know, when it comes to the actual work of being a royal, it doesn't sound like a lot of fun.
2: So would you say it's a lot of like Disney just presenting like Oh, definitely. this? Okay, just just yeah. checking. So pretty much Disney made makes girls want to be princesses. Yeah. As an adult, would you wish to be a princess?
0: Um maybe.
2: Maybe. No, no. I don't want a maybe. I want a hard yes or no. If you if right now, um, say Brian came in and he was like, Hey, I'm royalty, big big surprise. I can either relinquish it or you can become a princess. No.
0: Oh. Yes, yeah. So
2: you walk to the would, door right now.
0: I would say yes.
2: Oh, okay. Well, that that was a pretty...
0: I think I'd be a good royal.
2: You think you'd be a just and fair royal?
0: Well, they don't have any political power now. Well, I, mean, I mean, not political. They don't have any... Uh, what's the word? Legislative power.
2: But you'd still be just.
0: Sure. <laughs> I'd wear the hell out of those dresses. <laughs> <laughs> so, Emma would like it.
2: Oh, God, I can only imagine what Emma would be like running around in little princess dresses. Mm -hmm. She'd probably have some type of scepter.
0: I'd make someone else comb her hair, because that is the worst.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Then we see Gregory Peck at this point for the first time, and he Mm -hmm. is in a poker match, which which is breaking down because it seems like it's all newsmen who then need to the next day... Go, go see off. the yeah. princess,
0: yeah. Because Eddie, uh, what's his friend's name? It's Eddie Albert, but I can't think of what his name is in the movie. He, uh, he has to go take the pictures for the press conference mm-hmm. for the interview or whatever it is. Mm-hmm.
2: So they all end up leaving this poker match. You know, he has a tiny bit of money with him left, he didn't win mm-hmm. big. He finds Audrey Hepburn on a bench yeah drugged out just not seeming right you know like Mm -hmm. she's he thinks she's drunk yeah yeah he thinks she's drunk she's on something so she's like a sack of potatoes
0: but then he's impressed because she um reads or says a poem Mm -hmm. he's like oh she's well read
2: (laughs) so do you here's the other question that comes to me right away in this movie is you walk up to a stranger in this condition what do you do what do you probably what he did you would take no not
0: me if i were him no no woman's gonna take (laughs) a drunk girl or or even a drunk man you know know, what that's
2: a good point let's start this over sarah let's pretend now that you're a guy let's pretend that you are a guy and you come upon a lady on a bench
0: and i'm a gregory peck sized guy and you're
2: a big you're a big you're a big strong man What would you do in this scenario that you find a tiny Audrey Hepburn?
0: (laughs) Uh, uh, Well, in this day and age, I would probably call the police.
2: That's what I actually have written down right here, that I would probably call the cops. Because no good in reality comes from anything other than calling the police. Yeah,
0: really. I mean, if it's back in the 50s, I can see him doing what he did Mm -hmm. out of the kindness of his heart. But... Yeah. Now in nowadays, yeah, you don't want to do that. Well, and
2: like nowadays, if I saw someone out like that and acting that loopy, I would assume that they'd been roofied or something, and you know, like become genuinely concerned for their safety. Yeah, um, absolutely. And that means And she
0: doesn't even remember any. You know, it's a total roofie moment. Maybe, maybe, maybe the doctor they did gave her a
2: roofie. <laughs> well, that takes me back to. I remember one time I was at a bar and there was a girl that was like i mean oof, not there yeah like, i mean she just was not there and i was trying to just came by and you could mm-hmm. tell things weren't right and then her friend who later figured out where her friend saw her with me and they thought i was trying to do something shifty uh-huh. i thought they were trying to do something shifty so it was like two parties trying to figure <laughs> out
0: how to protect this girl. how to
2: protect this girl we eventually both figured out like okay you actually know her and i'm not trying to do anything creepy like you know, she. you need to get her out of here was what yeah. it was basically like. Um, But that's, like, super freaky and yeah. scary. So Gregory Peck handled it very calmly, I got to mm. say. So, you know, good on him. So he takes her back to his house. To his apartment. Her, or apartment. Where
0: she says, are we in an elevator? <laughs> and he says, this is my apartment because it's so small.
2: <laughs> and he proceeds. She declares that she wishes to have silk. uh, silk
0: uh, uh silk nightgown with rosebuds yes that's it. it
2: and he informs her that uh he, he has, has pajamas because he hasn't worn a nightgown i in haven't worn ears. a nightgown
0: in years
2: <laughs> and he makes her sleep on the couch which i thought was a really uh, funny kind of turn mm-hmm. it was and it wasn't like she lo-
0: did not or he did not want her there really it mm-hmm. was just like well i've got a you know, make sure she doesn't get hurt out here, and take her in. But I really don't want to deal with her. Mm-hmm.
2: And he kept saying, "No, no, you don't go on the bed. You go here. You go here yeah. on the on the couch. The couch is all yours." And Which is
0: more of like a fainting chaise lounge that
2: did not look comfortable. No, it wasn't
0: flat. It was curved, and it was
2: short too. Yeah, I yeah, know that would be terrible to sleep in. Uh, it's at this point. Then he goes into work the next morning. Mm-hmm.
0: He slept in because the alarm didn't work something happened to it and then he went into work and uh tried to pretend that he had just come from the interview his boss (laughs) played along and asked him all these questions about the princess and what she was wearing and he basically made a fool out of himself answering these questions when in reality his boss knew he had never seen her because she canceled all her interviews so that was a good moment of
2: comedy this is another point that i am saying this hits all the romantic comedy yep. tropes he's a newspaper man yep. he's in, he's the, in news. the news business someone always has to be involved in the news in a good one of these
0: and their meet cute was you know immediately set up the problem which is that she didn't remember how she got there and she's a secret princess um <sighs> You know the wardrobe is a big thing in this. Obviously, we talked about oh, that absolutely. already.
2: Yeah, it's a huge thing. <laughs> Another thing when we're just talking about Gregory Peck, and you may disagree with me on this, I think that he is the way he sounds. Love Gregory Peck. Not a bad thing to say about Gregory yeah. Peck. I feel like he is one drink away from sounding like Dean Martin. Like really? he, he just kind of needs to be a slightly a slight more slur or more sing songy. Be a little bit like this, well, he does have a very deep
0: voice. Yeah, and if it's
2: just like I said, a little more sing-songy, I think he could be. (laughs) It's almost Dean Martin. So the whole time, I as he's talking through the movie, he doesn't have that kind of sing-song quality. Mm -hmm. I kept, I kept waiting for it. I kept waiting for him to kind of draw something out, (sighs) and he, and he did it. And that's okay. The nineteen fifties. I just. I like Dean Martin and I thought he sounded just like Dean Martin. Do. I know. Uh wow. so then Gregory Peck now knowing that she's the princess goes back and moves her from the couch to his bed.
0: <laughs> yeah. Which, well first he sold uh the story to his editor. Oh
2: yeah, if he could get an exclusive interview mm-hmm. with the princess and get what she really thought.
0: That's right. And $5,000 oh. is the equivalent now of $44,000. That's a crazy big amount of money.
2: From what I from what I looked up, it is actually fifty two thousand one hundred ninety seven dollars and ten cents. Oh, so then, but that that comes to the point of, you know what what's the dollar figure that you would point on put on selling someone down the river? If That's you a were, lot of money, fancy. and he sounds like
0: he's in debt and he can't get back to New York because he can't afford to.
2: And I and I hear that. But if you're talking about like ruining, maybe not ruining, but potentially really screwing up someone's image in life, maybe I'm being a little too idealistic here. I feel like 50 grand for me is shooting a little low. (laughs) I mean, I really do. I really do. Like if I'm gonna have someone who, again, potentially like really mess up their life, I gotta see six figures attached to that thing at least. Yeah. I think I need to be... Okay, let's say... That mm-hmm. I have the opportunity to write a story about someone. It's not necessarily good or bad. I don't know that mm-hmm. yet. I just, I'm going to report the facts. Could be the best story in the world about this person ever written.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: If I'm taking that gamble, though, I think I got to be at least one hundred fifty dollars to $200,000. I really do, because if I could potentially ruin someone's life like this, mm-hmm. that just feels like such a betrayal. Even though that
0: person is a public figure? <sighs>
2: if I am betraying their trust in that way, because in in this Gregory Peck makes it seem as though he does not know who the princess is yeah, the whole he's time. He's betraying to trick himself them.
0: as someone I else. Get, I guess
2: what I'm saying is it, it seems so nefarious to me. There would have to be a pretty high price tag attached to it for me to like go out of my way to trick someone, even a yeah, pu- yeah a public figure, but to trick a person.
0: Princesses are fair game. I don't know. I agree. I mean, I think that's, you know, the crux of the movie. Yeah. What's he going to do?
2: Yeah. But again, I, I want that figure to be a, you know, at least give me $100,000, today's money. You know, yeah. give me 10 give me ten grand in, his, in his that day. Death. Yeah. Because yeah. then he also ends up saying he'd split it with his buddy, the photographer. Well, yeah. He'd get 25%. Yeah. I mean, that's giving away a decent chunk of change. Yeah. So you're really only sitting there at about. 30 35 ran yeah to ruin someone's life may not ruin but
0: to betray their trust yeah
2: to betray their trust to and ruin that someone.
0: relationship
2: yeah well they didn't have a relationship at that point but
0: he i was just reading gregory peck's favorite singers were d martin no frank sinatra close enough and michael jackson <laughs> really yes huh and he was uh he always rode horses with michael jackson on the neverland ranch they were right out of town big
2: are you kidding me uh, no
0: big friends you've just told me two things i
2: didn't know gregory peck knew michael jackson michael jackson rode horses
0: yeah huh yeah
2: that is then he
0: got his own ranch
2: what kind of uh gregory peck fan site were you on earlier imdb oh really (laughs) yeah i like picturing you on like gregorypeck.com Gregory Peck appears
0: to be on the right side of every story because I was reading the IMDb he was pro-gay rights had a quote saying I don't know why people are making such a big deal out of something that seems so straightforward like giving people the right to marry yeah um he marched with martin luther king was good friends with him he was very against the vietnam war but he was an adamant supporter of his son who who was in the vietnam war so he was a big veteran supporter um he was very good friends with humphrey bogart came to his deathbed every day he died in 1957 um extremely good friends with his black co-star from to kill a mockingbird they stayed mm-hmm. friends for 40 years after to kill a mockingbird so
2: gregory peck was just genuinely a good a really good guy yeah yeah when he gave again like you mentioned earlier he gave audrey hepburn co co-billing mm-hmm. on it when he didn't need to yeah. i mean that's Good on you, Gregory Pat. I
0: know, what a great guy. And he loves riding horses with Michael Jackson. I know, loves Michael Jackson. Big defender of him as well.
2: I would have loved to have that story. Like, oh, what did you do this week? I'm like, oh yeah, no, just went to Neverland Ranch, Michael, <laughs> and I rode some horses
0: around. Apparently everyone loved him. And he was then the president of the Motion Picture Arts and Sciences Academy who that does the Academy Awards every year for, mm-hmm. from like 67 to 72. I don't remember what, and the year that MLK was shot, they post he post he chose to postpone the Academy Awards in uh, respect for him. Wow! Yeah, he he was like like, can you be a
2: better person,
0: basically? And he
2: he lived to eighty seven. I mean, he was he lived a good long life. Yeah, he did. Hell of a lot of awards, nominated for five Academy Awards, and he won once. Mm -hmm. Wow. He said
0: Atticus Finch was his favorite Mm role.
2: So we love Gregory Peck.
0: We love him. And when at the very end, when he's looking at her, Mm -hmm. he kind of like has a slight asymmetry to his lips. And one lip kind of goes up slightly. And I was just staring at him because there are all these long shots of his face, Uh you know. He looks like Dermot Mulroney. Does he? Yeah. Oh, and then you, I looked it up. You have, have, a, thing up. For, you have yeah. a thing for
2: facial imperfections.
0: Mm-hmm. A lip, especially. And I was looking at him and then I looked up <laughs> I don't know what it is. Um, but that's what makes this face interesting. Mm. You know? Such a
2: beautiful face. So we are forty-four minutes into the movie at this point, and mm-hmm. Audrey Hepburn has been asleep or not in the scene for easily. Forty of those minutes. She is just <laughs> or now, half asleep. She is just now waking up at minute forty four. Mm-hmm. I stopped my DVD player to double check that because I was thinking she won an Academy Award for a movie that she was <laughs> asleep for I mean nearly half of. Yeah. And she seems the princess, I am under the impression has to be some type of party girl because she was way super calm at waking up in a place that she did not know no. with a guy. She, oh, she's
0: not a party girl. Well, still,
2: she was way too calm for waking up in a place she didn't know with a guy she didn't know. There was yeah. maybe a slight moment of panic, and then she was way on board with everything I don't quick.
0: know, because she kept pulling the sheets up around herself, even though she was wearing a full pair of men's pajamas yeah but she wasn't like backed herself into the bathroom i feel like
2: she didn't grill him quite as much as i think a normal person would or be like yeah i'm gonna get out this door real quick i mean i (laughs) i don't think i mean i guess as a guy it's different waking up somewhere random because i've done that a couple times and not been super panicked but i've gotten even when that's happened i have left that situation I'm gonna say immediately, even if there were people there hmm. like i I have definitely woken up on a couch and been like, well, all right, uh i'm gonna I'm gonna go now, guys, as they're hanging out there, hmm. so that's where I start with, so I think that for her to do that, it makes it pretty clear that she's down for an adventure,
0: yeah, well, I think it's also like she escaped. she's like, I really did it, I'm out. <laughs>
2: I mean it'd yeah. just pretty much do anything but go back. Yeah. And I guess she has nowhere better to go. Well, I mean not better to go, but she has somewhere yeah. better to go, but not a place she wants to go. Right. Uh have you ever been to Rome? No. Oh, okay, well neither have I. No. Nope. Well, guess that conversation. <laughs> neither neither have I.
0: No. Nope. My parents have and they said it was right. so crowded. And just really difficult to to deal with because mm-hmm. there were so many tourists and so much traffic, and the native Romans just were so pissed off by the tourists mm. and the tourists were clogging everything, trying to go to the Vatican or to the Colosseum it was just a nightmare. They said they were just stressed the whole time. That
2: was one thing that I read about this movie of why it it was so I don't want to say easy for them to film, but why it seemed at least in the scenes, like somewhat effortless, is that at that point there weren't a ton of cars yeah. in Rome. row. There were mostly as many scooters people. and yeah. bikes. And people didn't really travel quite the same at that point yeah. so that it was easy for them to kind of get, well, not easy, but it was easier, easier. for them to go in and mm-hmm. make it seem more nonchalant where you could do these wide sweeping shots and not have to worry about, like you said, a giant tour group coming in and yeah. straight at the camera or something like that. Yeah.
0: Although you could see people... Watching the filming instead of acting like normal people, Mm. like getting stuck staring at Audrey Hepburn. Mm, Well, yeah, If you you watch them. God, she is like just the most perfect little person. Yeah. So beautiful. Yeah. Amazing. And who can get a haircut like that and look
2: good? I mean, Audrey It's crazy. They did a thing where in her uh, screen test for it.
0: They mm-hmm. actually kept
2: the cameras rolling when she was done doing her screen test because yeah. they wanted to see when she actually like kind of relaxed. Because I, I yeah, Bob Wiley
0: specifically asked them. Yeah, I kind of make the assumption that because she's probably
2: a young actress, and it mm-hmm. was still kind of you know a little more rigid, and mm-hmm. you can kind of see how that you know melts people a little bit. Yeah, and I even think that in recording this podcast, a few times that I've kept the mics rolling. Um, I, I don't, I don't ever do that to just you, but when I keep the mics, but <laughs> when I keep the mics rolling and I just listen to like how our conversations change, it is kind of interesting to hear when people like, especially when we have guests that they really, really relax. Yeah. So I think that was a, a interesting yeah, thing to sense. see because they actually showed in the DVD part of her, part of her interview where she was, they recorded afterwards and there was most certainly a difference in how she acted. And it was pretty neat to, neat yeah. to see that. I and to like see it. To see someone that you think of being as like Hollywood elite, so confident and all that, mm-hmm. and be this young, unsure person mm-hmm. and, and, and how that, you know.
0: I was looking at her waist and thinking she's got to have an eating disorder. You know, she's, it's just, she's insanely skinny. Yeah. And then I looked up her biography and I guess she grew up in um, Belgium. Her mom was... They said she was a blue blood, high society. I don't know if she was royalty at all, but high society, nobility. And uh, her, she and her mom lived through Nazi-occupied Belgium in oh. World War Two, and apparently... At one point, she was trying to eat tulip bulbs and trying to bake grass into some sort of grass loaf because they were oh, wow. so desperate for food. Yeah. And that started a lifelong issue with food yeah. and with control over food. Oh, my. That then she developed anorexia and was apparently a three-pack-a-day smoker. Wow. So, yeah.
2: when you hear, It sounds like you hear stuff like that with old Hollywood, like Judy Garland was notorious mm-hmm. for having her issues with... Oh. yeah. But was, was, it's just kind of sad when you hear all that. Not just
0: old Hollywood. Well, yeah. new,
2: I guess it's just more, you hear all those stories are creeping out yeah. or have crept out from old Hollywood and all that.
0: Yeah. Apparently she said she made a vow to herself that she would never exceed 103 pounds. Jesus God. And she kept that vow except her two pregnancies.
2: 103 pounds? Yeah. Why the three, I wonder. I don't know. Huh. Figure you keep it in fives, but I don't still, know. wow. I don't know. Um, so then, at this point, she decides, "Oh, Gregory Pack, I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit the bricks." She asks him for money,
1: <laughs> and,
2: th- and then he gives her money. Okay, because at this point, he thinks he's a princess. But man, the bravado on her to be like, "Hey, you, uh, you don't know me. You I have me a place some so- money, money, <laughs> daddy." Well, she's all- money, please. <laughs> yeah. She's always given
0: whatever she wants yeah, or whatever she that. needs yeah
2: okay good point but then she proceeds to go okay I guess this speaks to what you just said she proceeds to then take this money presumably given to her so that she can get get a ride home she proceeds to go <laughs> shopping and get a haircut and get this
0: wander around and get ice cream
2: what would you call that that's not a pixie like a bob more of a bob? page boy wow I didn't even know that was a type of haircut really? yeah hmm, I pretty yeah. much know like pixie bob ponytail
0: Well, ponytail's not a haircut.
2: It isn't.
0: (laughs) It's a style. (laughs) Aren't
2: they... Aren't all haircut styles, Sarah? Are his pants 85% crotch, by the way, in this movie? Yeah, that's how
0: they used to be.
2: They went from... Like, the crotch started about mid-calf.
0: Yeah. That's a page boy. That's a page boy
2: cut. Sarah is showing me a picture of a page boy cut. Huh. Okay. Oh, okay. So she goes to the barber, and I just want to say as far as like bar like hair hair stylist stereotypes i know nowadays it's kind of like uh like typhoon in parks and rec like the over mm-hmm. the top kind of gay stereotype is usually associated typhoon. with hairdressers yeah in parks and rec typhoon is uh, donna's hairdresser ron goes uh. to him he hates europe ron goes i like your views on europe <laughs> but he's kind of like that's usually what you th- the stereotype for a hairdresser i kind of like this in this mm. movie it's like a it's like a sleazy italian guy that goes from cutting her hair oh, i didn't hair.
0: think he was sleazy yeah. i thought he was really sweet he went
2: from cutting her hair to being like you'll go on a date with me right no he just did come down to place. the barges and
0: dance right, right. i liked him he said my and he friends will be to be so not impressed. creepy because then when they met up with when they went there later they saw him and he was just a sweet guy who wanted to dance I liked him.
2: I no, no. I'm not saying I. I'm not saying I disliked it. We both liked the character. I think we both took the character and two mm. kind of we interpreted. It in two I think different it's just ways. that
0: she charmed everyone that she met.
2: Absolutely,
0: it was impossible to yeah. resist her. I
2: guess what I'm getting at is that I would like it if they brought back this like Italian barber and put it alongside like a typhoon type uh, hairstylist and made like a buddy, like a buddy cop movie of that. I would watch that. Hmm. you don't like it <laughs> I, think, I just
0: never thought about that
2: <laughs> well this is what goes through my mind when i'm watching these movies huh. also uh was i the only one that felt like i was in a dan brown novel watching this movie they're just jumping around to
0: one after the other after the other
2: well no because there's a dan one of the dan brown novels takes place in rome yeah and they keep jumping i think maybe one or two of the places they went were actually i think we're in
0: probably uh, where it's like countdown to midnight or whatever. Yeah,
2: yeah, and the pope yeah. the pope dies, and they're trying mm-hmm. to find a new pope. And yeah, yeah. Tom Hanks made a movie about
0: it. Yeah, I saw the movie.
2: So at this point, we he Gregory Peck is she got a haircut. Gregory Peck is following her around, and then we cut to a scene where we see whatever nation she is princess of Mm -hmm. has sent people in to find her
0: yeah secret service people would
2: you ever have gone on a plane in like the 1940s and 50s based on this and indiana jones
0: i know what a mess
2: i you couldn't have paid me to get on one of those things it looks freaking terrifying (laughs) they had
0: some imdb information on that plane i guess it was a very specific plane but i kind of glazed over it was like i don't care about
2: (laughs) (laughs) not a big not a big plane person so Gr- Gregory Peck then now meets up with her.
0: Pretends that he just happens by her. it's he's like, hey, there you are. And in
2: fact, he's been following her this right. whole time. Mm-hmm. They meet up with his friend. And mm-hmm. how awesome is his friend's little tiny car? Yeah. Oh, want little tiny Eddie car. Albert.
0: I kept being like, I know him. I know him. I know him. And I couldn't think of where. And whoops, I finally looked it up. Mm-hmm. He was um, the male lead in Green Acres.
2: Oh, really? Yeah. Well, he's also in the long. Uh, he's longest in a jar, ton of Harvard. stuff. Yeah,
0: yeah. Eddie Albert. He lived to be ninety-nine. No kidding. Yeah.
2: Wow. Yeah. Pretty no, crazy. I liked him, and I thought he was su- super funny. Yes. Yeah. I, I thought he and there's your there's your sassy uh, side friend. Sassy side friend. I think there he, he is. most certainly counted as the sassy side. And friend.
0: tons of physical comedy.
2: Oh yeah, absolutely. Gregory Peck
0: kept tripping him or spilling things on him to try to shut him up about revealing that they knew she was a princess i think at
2: two or three different points of the movie this poor guy's yeah. getting tripped and they spilled on his crotch like, yeah geez man he deserves a 10 percent. at this point we get into a scooter chase so we have our montage yeah the vespa we even hit our montage That's in true. this from the you know movies. she starts driving
0: and she's a terrible driver and goes the wrong way up streets and almost hits people and then they get pulled over by the police <laughs>
2: <laughs> and somehow he gets i didn't really follow that how do you get out of that with the police he said they were they he just first got showed married. him his press pass okay
0: and then he said that they're they got married or they're getting married so everybody started wishing them well and shaking their hands
2: and again audrey hepburn just charms everybody
0: mm-hmm. but she had no idea what was going on <laughs> she's just kind of standing there
2: at that point then they end up going to the dance is that the dance, or do they just, they kind of just go well, around the Well, yeah, Rome they go to the, the
0: wishing wall, and they go to that, um, the Mouth of Truth Ooh, thing. yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they have, you put your hand in the mouth of the, sta- I guess it's a statue, the stone face. Oh, you
2: mean the scene from Yumi and Dupree?
0: Oh, is, do they do that?
2: No, well, no, they actually show this scene. Oh. That's what I was talking about oh, earlier.
0: Oh, okay. I've never seen Yumi and Dupree.
2: <laughs> we're gonna talk about that in private <laughs> because that needs to change Aww. that's a great movie i think this is a good point to mention too if you uh go online and search just roman roman holiday tours mm-hmm. there is several options oh, to take yeah. a roman holiday tour off of this that I mean, makes sense. new york times has a whole article about it there's a, a gps walking tour that you can sign up for to go around and go to all the places that they kind of hit in this movie hmm. I about, which i thought that would kind of be fun
0: do you know what outlander is the book and the tv show
2: i am aware it exists a
0: series of books It's said in scotland well it starts in scotland mm-hmm. do you think it's dumb to go on an outlander tour
2: i i'm aware of outlander but i don't know what it is is it sci-fi or what is it kind
0: of it's um say if
2: it's sci-fi. I'm shocked I'm not more aware of it.
0: Well, it's also like romance Oop, and me. historical fiction. Ooh, you're <laughs> losing me here. Bring it's me all back over the place. Uh well, no, it's not sci-fi. It's time travel fi
2: um. Do I think it's dumb? I don't think it's any dumber than some of the stuff I've done. No. I know.
0: I just, You're I want to go. Yeah, I want to go. Oh, wait. Because I love the book. Are
2: you asking me if your husband would? go Oh, I don't them. care.
0: He's going to go or not. <laughs> it's, not <laughs> it's not about him. <laughs> I'm just, I don't want to be that tourist, but I also, I think I
1: I want to oh, go. Oh, no.
2: Hell no. Be that tourist. Fuck yeah. it. If I went to Rome, I would take the Roman Holiday Tour at this point. If I went to Scotland was an outlander, I yeah. would take the outlander. Standard tour yeah absolutely i once went to the hilton in las vegas to go to the star trek themed bar i'm not gonna oh, hate on anybody sweet. For, it had literally closed two weeks prior
0: oh no i know you just missed i, it. I mean
2: just just missed it we <laughs> ended up going to like a, a mexican place buried in the hilton and then went and saw tony mm. bennett excellent mm. show by the way but i was so mm-hmm. amped up to like meet quark and i, oh. I like sci-fi i know. So they spend a day traveling around Rome. They go to all these really cool sites. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they learn more about each other. And then they end up going to the dance, at the hairdresser. The barges, yeah. yeah. Which I thought that looked like an awful lot of fun. I know. I wish we had events like that. You don't yeah. see horn sections really playing places these days. You don't days. see a
0: lot of barges with dance floors. Dance barges. Not in Columbus.
2: <laughs> but could there be dance barges? I know someone that just went on like a dinner barge cruise in Toledo. Mm-hmm.
0: In Cincinnati, they have river. So river. you're telling
2: me... We That's where we had prom here. one year. On a barge?
0: On a riverboat in Cincinnati. No kidding? Yeah, it was a all-inclusive dinner and prom. And everybody got on buses, chartered buses down to Cincinnati. And then had... The dinner was on the main floor, and then you went up to the roof flat thing for the dancing. That was fun. That does
2: sound awesome, except for... So if you're
0: stuck with each other, you can't
2: get away. Yeah, that, and all I can think, just where my head goes with high schoolers, is like, someone's gonna do something bad, like jump in the water or get yeah. drunk and all that like i wonder what their contingencies were for that
0: they probably had a few i feel like i every, remember there was a whole thing of rules they sent home everybody
2: had these amazing proms and i so i went to catholic school mm-hmm. and not that ours was bad it just it's not like we were on a barge or i think stephanie or someone had one at cosi hmm. like all these really cool places like yeah is just my senior
0: like, year was at the dayton art institute yeah see beautiful. that's beautiful
2: awesome ours was just like at a Place. I mean, it would hmm. it, its literally nothing that I remember in any way. Well, I mean, I remember, but it's nothing I remember really. Yeah. Overly fondly, or jumps out like for, oh, for God, us. Man. I
0: think it was more about what the student council was up to because my sophomore year, it was just in our gym. But then,
2: so they really jumped around.
0: Yeah, it was. I think it was how how motivated the student council was to get shit done. Because then, junior year was on the riverboat. And then senior year was at the grotto at the Dayton Art Institute, which is just beautiful. Yeah,
2: that had to be gothic. crazy fun. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
0: And I- the superintendent <laughs> superintendent didn't want to breathalyze us for some reason. So she just had everyone blow like huff air into her face to smell their breath that's on the ten, way in
2: that's so weird
0: <laughs> Like, why would you want people to breathe so into this, your face so this <laughs>
2: woman just to recap had like two two three hundred people breathe right in her face yep so she had the flu i know like 10 minutes later
0: i know and i know there were drunk people there they were just chewing gum and never got caught
2: wait okay That that begs another question <laughs> At one of your proms, everyone was breathalyzed on the way in?
0: By her by her nose. But, well, but
2: you said she didn't <laughs> want to breathalyze people, implying like two breathalyzed people would be normal. Nothing about this scenario. What?
0: You didn't... A lot of schools breathalyze.
2: Not Justin.
0: Not You're not a school. <laughs> I mean,
2: not, not Justin's school. Not the school of Justin.
0: School of Justin can't afford a breathalyzer.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we... Uh. No, I think we just... No, there was no breathalyzer at ours. No. I know we've talked about this before. Uh, I always was hoping that I would be asked to chaperone a prom because I had it. I had it like downright. I was going to do like I would hunt down a kid. I wanted to find a kid that was drunk at prom oh. and do like the. Like the hand on the shoulder thing, and like the, oh. the slow lean in, just like, I know what you're doing, <laughs> and we're not going to handle this now. Or, it's gonna, you know, one you of those. could
0: keep them from destroying the bathrooms like the boys always did. No, have it that funny. was more of a junior high thing.
2: Did I tell you that we actually did get feedback from some people about that?
0: Destroying the bathroom?
2: Yes, and how I had like Plug- no...
0: clogging all the
2: toilets. Yes, and how I had no clue what you were talking about. <laughs> it turns out that I am in the minority there, and apparently that mm-hmm. happened everywhere. But yeah, I don't it...
0: know what it is with fourteen-year-old boys. It's Like one person let's shove a whole bunch of stuff one in person toilet. told me
2: that they actually had the toilet. The toilet had crested. Whoa! And that the, where where people got in trouble was that they had put a sign-up sheet.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That so, was about poop. This is about like shoving like toilet paper and random stuff down the toilet.
2: And then pooping? No. Oh, they never pooped?
0: No, just blocking them. This making is a all, mess.
2: This is all just. Flooding them. I, <laughs> this did not take place in my high school. If it did, I was blissfully unaware of any You're, of that. Your high school, place. I feel like,
0: like, where? It's just, there's so many high school things that you didn't experience. Yeah.
2: And again, maybe they actually went on and I was just in la la land. There's a yeah. real good chance of that. So they're at the barge. Yeah. And they're dancing. They're having a good time. And then the... The Secret Service. Yeah, the Secret Service come in and get them. And seize her. Audrey Hepburn bashes one guy over the head with a... uh, With
0: a guitar. Yeah, I
2: thought that was pretty good. I
0: loved so much that she stood up for herself and she defended... Gregory Peck. Yeah, because there's so many of these movies where the girl doesn't do anything; she just stands there, and then the man has to fight for her. And if he gets tangled up, she doesn't help him, and it drives me crazy. Yeah, but she totally was in it just as much as he was, and was trying to escape and jumping into the water and you know doing all that, and it was great. Yeah,
2: I thought it was a great scene. It did show you know her character, like you're saying, had depth, and it was fun. Yeah, I mean it. It it. It played with enough of the rom-com tropes that were fun, but it subverted them as well, like you said. Yeah. So the they get they get her and they take her back.
0: No. Right? Or, what are you talking about? <gasps> no,
2: no, you're right. Okay, no, no, sorry. I...
0: <laughs> that would be the end of the movie. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. So <laughs> they jump in the water. That's right, and she gets away. And with the Greg Italian Re-Pek. police come and grab all the Secret Service people because they don't know who the hell they are. Mm-hmm. So she and Gregory Peck swim across the river. I guess and come out screaming at their
2: their car right now screaming what the river name is at you oh
0: i guess it's a river i assume
2: probably the thames
0: yeah at least you said it right (laughs) (laughs) the thames um and come out on the other side and that kind of like that's like the thing that Turns oh, their that's relationship. when they kiss, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. They're freezing and like huddled together, mm-hmm. and then they both realize they like each other, and then mm. they kiss. Yeah, it's
2: a beautiful kiss.
0: Mm-hmm. And then she, they go back to his apartment to dry out her clothes, which dry miraculously fast, mm. like crazy fast. Well,
2: she's very tiny, and there's not that much fabric. She's
0: she's five seven.
2: She's five seven. Yeah. Wow. I really thought she was like 5'3", 5'2". No. Okay.
0: She's 5'7", which is tall for women, especially in the 50s. Mm-hmm. And 103 pounds. Which
2: Never over crazy. 103
0: pounds. Right. Wow. Yeah.
2: So then at this point, she kind of says to him... I have to go. So long and see ya. hmm
0: mm-hmm. And he drives her to a corner, and you can see the gates of the castle down the street and she says i'm going to go around this corner don't follow me you know don't don't wait for me just go and it's very sad and they hug and then she runs around the corner and then he's sad and cut to the next day there's a redo press conference For all of the local press in Rome because she missed it the day before. And oh, but I love when she comes home and they're kind of chastising her for being out and how could you do this to your family and all your royal responsibilities? And she says, it's because of my family and my responsibilities that I came home at all. If it hadn't been for that, I would never have come back. Uh-huh. And they're all like, "Oh,
1: <laughs> We got to
0: rethink this. And she really has kind of a growing up moment, too, where she doesn't let the countess boss her around anymore. You know, she comes in with milk and crackers, and she says, no. No more milk and crackers. And then the countess <laughs> tries to close the doors with herself in the room, and she says, no, you need to go to bed now. And basically... Tells her to leave her alone. So it's nice to see her Mm. kind of grow up as well. How old do you think she is in this movie? How old do I think? The uh, character.
2: The character of the princess. Yeah. I don't know. That's kind of a tough question. Maybe like 22, 21. I I don't know. I wouldn't put her much over that, I guess.
0: Yeah. Because she uses the excuse, instead of saying that she... Is a royal, when she's talking to Gregory Peck, she says things that she did at school. Hmm. So it makes me think, like, how old are you? But it could mean
2: university. Yeah. I I don't think anything, I I really don't think anything under, like, 20 or 21. Maybe that's just because that's where my head goes for most romantic comedies, that people are usually that age. Yeah, I don't think she looked any younger than that. Undefined. There were some things, like you said, things in this movie are kind of undefined: age, where she's from. Mm -hmm. I guess those are the only two that I'm thinking of right now. But I'm sure that there's others. (laughs) Well,
0: what his story is?
2: Oh yeah, why he's there, why he can't go home. It seems like in rom
0: coms you only ever get information or more information about one character. Yeah, but in this, I feel like. You don't get a lot of information about her either. They're mm-hmm. kind of, I think that's one of the the beautiful things about this movie is they're both in a place and time together, kind of outside of their stories.
2: So Does would you say sense? that maybe that's like another trope to kind of add to our list is some sort of obfuscation of at least one character's past?
0: I don't think it's obfuscation. I think it's that the it doesn't seem like there's time to focus on both. Okay. Or it's usually told more from one character's point of mm-hmm. view. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I
2: get what you're saying. Because
0: like they kind of dive into the fact that he's stuck in Rome mm-hmm. and that he doesn't have enough money to get back to New York. And this, by selling this story, this will get him back, get him enough money to, to get back to New York. But you never know what the circumstances are, why, or mm-hmm. even how old he is. Yeah. Or how he became a reporter, you know all that stuff. Mm.
2: So. No, it is very much a snapshot because, especially with what the next part is—the closing, where they show her at the, like you said, the, the,
0: the press conference—and
2: she's going down the line. She gets to Eddie Albert, and he hands her. I thought that was a really funny mm-hmm. part of the movie. He kind of almost sheepishly hands her a packet—a packet. A packet mm-hmm. Oh, you know, here, some pictures, some to commemorate your visit and mm-hmm. the picture on top is her whacking a guy in the head with, a, <laughs> with the
0: guitar giving
2: the old el cabong
0: yeah oh yeah so we do have to go back slightly gregory peck goes back to his apartment his editor bursts in and is like are you selling the story to someone else where's the story he wants to have the story and he says there is no story and he refuses to write the story he had promised because now he's in love with her and he doesn't want to betray her trust in all
2: fairness as well though there, she didn't really say anything that would have been salacious, I don't think. That we that no, we saw. I
0: think it's just a day in the life. Well, yeah, kinda, absolutely.
2: But it would know. have been a pretty boring story overall.
0: Not in the 1950s. She got a haircut.
2: <laughs> she got a... Wait, what did she hit
0: someone in the head with a guitar. She got a
2: pageboy haircut and she rode on a scooter.
0: <laughs> she, she got pulled over by the police. What are you talking about? There's some pretty exciting shit.
2: Okay, actually, that is a pretty sweet day.
0: Yeah. That's an awesome day. She drank champagne at lunch.
2: It is a good day. (laughs) This is a true Roman holiday.
0: So then, of course, Eddie comes in, and more physical comedy ensues when he tries to shut Eddie up about getting the story and spills stuff on him and almost ruins his pictures and all that. But he's down with it too. He decides not to, he could sell the pictures independently, but he decides not to.
2: Well, because she had, they had a relationship too, as they yeah. were going around, take, he was taking photos while they were connecting, but they mm-hmm. also kind of became buddies. So. Yeah.
0: Cause he was, he was kind of their escort slash.
2: In his tiny third car. Wheel.
0: <laughs> yeah. That Gregory Peck had to stumble out of somehow.
2: And then Gregory Peck and her pretty much just say.
0: Yeah. So this is the only way that this is really not a usual rom-com or a more traditional rom-com is that they don't end up together. This isn't the story of how they got together. This is just the story of. Their holiday,
2: right? Well, I mean, five hundred days of summer. They didn't end up together, as far as ones that we're looking at. But Mm -hmm. we also thought that one was a little less typical. I liked it though because Mm -hmm. it it did make sense that I mean, this was a holiday. This was a snapshot. It was a moment. I think if they had
0: ended up together, it wouldn't have gotten so much uh, Academy attention.
2: It was almost more what shirking convention slightly was. No, just that it was
0: more about you know telling this story without having it to have a perfect ending mm-hmm. I think it was more true mm-hmm. than having it end up being this uh you know Disney
2: ending yeah I didn't like it when I was watching it but I liked it more I sat on it because it would have just it would have been a little too ham-fisted if they did end mm-hmm. up together. I do kind of wonder you know you never it's like any kind of art that once it's out there you can kind of do with it what you want in your own head and in my mm-hmm. head canon they at least, like, exchanged letters or something? Like, I hate to think that it was, hmm. like, that was just the, like, hard end of it, because I don't know. I'm not saying they got together in, in my head exactly, but I'd like to think yeah. they at least stayed in contact, because that was... I uh, don't think so. You don't think so? You think that was just the end of it? Mm-hmm. Does anyone ever have things like this, where it's just, like, a flash in the pan? Oh, yeah. Meet someone, run around, have some fun? I was just
0: gonna say that. Have you never had, like, kind no, of, like, I a don't... lost weekend? No, or, I don't uh...
2: think so. Huh. I mean... No, not with like a, not with like I met a girl and we went around and had fun for two or three days. I don't think so. Nothing's jumping to mind really. Hmm. I guess I've missed out.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of specific. I you know I like I know I've had an experience or two like that, but I'm trying to think of like specific instances that I have.
2: Probably something a date in Daytona.
0: I wasn't there very long. I only went one year. Really? Yeah.
2: The bad year, the good
0: yeah, year. Yeah, the bad year. The bad year. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I know that there's been a lot written this summer about how like comedies are dying in theaters and all that, and mm-hmm. I'm kind of curious to see specifically where the romantic comedy goes mm-hmm. from here. Uh, like, if it'll end up on, you know, like relegated to or not really trash to, but, heap
0: of history. Well,
2: no, not trash heap of history, but if we'll start seeing them more come out on you know netflix and amazon things like that because that's where you see most of the good comedies and things coming out now, yeah. as opposed to big theater releases where i'm going with this though is um you know they love hollywood loves taking something that worked before and making it mm-hmm. they if they remake this do you watch it do you go see it i don't know that i do i don't yeah. know that there's i don't I wouldn't know, be
0: interested in that i don't
2: think so at all and it's i love so
0: perfect the way it absolutely. is. absolutely
2: I I can't even think as far as like is star power casting it. I don't know that it it would have the same effect. I don't mm-hmm. know that people just have that kind of you know raw power and draw that both of these magnetism
1: people did. yeah and
2: maybe part of it was that this movie had quite a bit of a slow burn i mean this is a two-hour movie where the first 44 minutes one of the leads is asleep i mean it <laughs> is it is definitely like an of its time much slower paced movie <laughs> mm-hmm. but that no ma-
0: soundtrack whatsoever
2: yeah all I those right.
0: scenes or all those shots at the end when they're staring at each other mm. it's complete silence
2: yeah so it it would have to be done in a completely different way, but I think the mm-hmm. stuff that they would change is kind of what made it work. I mean, it. yeah. So we both agree, Hollywood, do not don't touch his property. This is a yeah. this is this a good is one. Very good. It and they'd make them get together at the end too. That's the thing. You Something know, like that, you know yeah. that it would end up being like a like she'd bring him on the carriage and he'd be like, Ooh, I didn't know it could be this good. <laughs> like,
1: get out my nightgown. Yeah. You're talking
0: about the storyline mm. being like, you know, this this princess and this common man and him, you know, keeping her in the dark, mm. him deceiving her. Yeah. So that kind of reminded me of 27 Dresses when he didn't tell her who he was, you know, and was trying to get a story out of her. Mm -hmm. Kind of the same way. It's like anything for the story, I've got to get this story. But it also kind of reminded me of She's All That, too, where, again, he was deceiving her into thinking he liked her Mm -hmm. in order to win this bet. Mm -hmm. Basically, the male character is deceiving the female so that he can get something, you know, monetary or Whatever. Mm -hmm. And so I guess that's a... You know, they say there are 12 stories in the world. They're all just variations. Mm. I guess that's maybe one of the 12. (laughs) One character is deceiving the other one in order to get something. I feel like that's a Shakespeare play too, but I can't think of which one.
2: I mean, I'd buy that because Never Been Kissed was the same thing. Her deceiving her teacher to kind of get the story to an extent. But
0: Uh, for the guys, it was... I feel like it was more about, like, money or a bet, you know? Yeah,
2: well, for Drew Barrymore, it's about keeping her job, and she got money.
0: But that's more about keeping your job.
2: I get I get what you're saying. I mean, so is that just a story-type thing, or are you saying that that's something we see commonly in romantic comics, like a trope yeah, to some it, extent? Yeah,
0: it could be, the de- the deception thing.
2: I mean, we really didn't have Knocked Up. There really wasn't any element of deception. I yeah. Feel Pretty, there really wasn't necessarily... He just didn't understand what was going yeah, on in their head, a but it wasn't deception. Summer Catch, there really wasn't any deception.
0: Mm-mm, the truth. Yeah, I wouldn't call know. it I tro- I wouldn't
2: call it a trope then. Just probably a story device. Yeah,
0: just a you know a story we see more often. Mm-hmm. You know, because there has to be something keeping them apart, or you know, in a lot of ways, that's the thing that forces them together is that bet, mm-hmm. and then they overcome you know, the limits of the bet because they realize they, you know, he really likes her or she really likes him or whatever. Mm -hmm. Like how to lose a Kai in 10 days. She is openly deceiving him and acting completely crazy because she's trying to write a story Mm -hmm. about all the ways to ruin a relationship. And she's like this, you know, Mm -hmm. so, there's a girl one where she's being very...
2: That's one of my favorite ones. I'm so excited for when we finally get around to <laughs> doing it. I think I, have the right, I think I have the right guest in mind to have on for oh, it. Right. So I think we're going to have to sit on it because he does not live anywhere near here. Oh. It's like a he comes back in town once or twice a year. And he hmm. actually already called another movie, but he may have to do two back to back and just stagger the releases of them. Hmm. Uh, and okay, Sarah, then we both very much like this film. That much is obvious. Mm-hmm. But if you had to put some type of, let's say, 1 to 10 rom-com rating (laughs) on this. From 1 to 10, 10 being the quintessential rom-com and 1 being a horror film. Let's just say Mm -hmm. that. Uh, Where would you place this in the uh, spectrum that is romantic comedy?
0: I would put it at a 9 because they don't end up together. But it's so perfect
2: mm-hmm see here's here's the thing that's tough about this one is is we've watched a lot of modern romantic comedies mm-hmm. so some of those tropes don't necessarily translate back like the thing that jumps to my mind is it, like you said there was no soundtrack to it yeah. well, that that is like the most of the romantic comedies we watch or that we grew up with that's, that's a huge part of it but the fact that this is missing that well no this was like a very quintessential mm-hmm. rom-com of its time You know, it had the sassy best friend. And the city was extremely important. Yeah, the city was a huge part of it. He was a newspaper man, for Christ's (laughs) sake. Uh, Only thing I think that this movie is really missing, I'm fine with them not ending up together at the end. I don't think that has to be, for me, a make or break rom-com thing. I think it Mm -hmm. can be enough of the moment and be a perfect rom-com. A capsule romance. Yeah, I think that that's fine. I'm going to go a hair higher than you. I'm going to give it a 9.5, and the only reason it's not getting that .5 for me is that... I think I need I need like a soundtrack to connect yeah. with. I just I just feel like that that's part or of it. even
0: like one song.
2: Yeah, but I mean I do get there's probably some people that are yelling and going, "No, like I I'm with mm-hmm. you. Like I know there was a movie of it's time that's how they made them. I'm just saying how I connect with them yeah. and what I say is kind of your typical rom-com particularly if you made it today, but I mean this is a great movie. Mm-hmm. I don't think we can say that enough. Yeah. Watch this movie.
0: Yeah, it's very good very good
2: so one thing that i did have marked down here that has absolutely nothing to do with the movie i wanted to talk to you about library anxiety have Mm -hmm. you ever experienced this or would you like me to tell you what it is if you don't know
0: uh tell me what it is
2: for me library anxiety i love the public library i think it is like just the coolest thing in the world to go to the library and maybe that says something good or bad about me who knows what but I just like that you could go there and there's a repository of knowledge that you can access for free. Books, music, mm-hmm. CD, all that stuff. Everyone's been to a library. You know what I'm saying.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: But if I go in there and say I get a book that is by a renowned author or a classic or a jazz CD or a Oscar-nominated film, mm-hmm. I will hold that very proudly as I walk out. Not in front of me, but you know, to my side like normal and not think of it. Um, and I know we've talked in the past about how people don't notice you the way that you notice you. So I know this is all in my head as I'm saying it, (laughs) where I get library anxiety is if I go in and this has happened with a handful of movies that we have done. uh, Like when I got 27 dresses or knocked up (laughs) from the library, I quite literally uh, will get another item that I did not intend on getting that is slightly it? classier so that oh, as i'm no. walking out i can cover it up with it to hide my library anxiety wow. uh and i was am very proud to say when i got roman holiday i did not have to seek that second item because mm. i felt felt pretty classy walking out with Heck i'm yeah. i'm not kidding because i'll go through phases too where i'll get either into like a genre or an artist and mm-hmm. you know like i know i've gotten like a disco's greatest hits before and and so i'll, I'll get on reserve like three four five cds from the same artist or genre and they're mm-hmm. sometimes pretty cheesy and i will purposely pick out an extra thing to sandwich <laughs> it so when i walk out and i'm holding <laughs> it at my side it doesn't the thing up. is facing outwards and if i can't you know find, you could just
0: bring a bag or something
2: well then i have an extra I, that's just too much for me that's too much <laughs> it, so what i'll do sometimes also is i'll take it like i'm showing you long wise And I'll grip it in my forearm going up and use my forearm to hide most of it as well. So that's library anxiety. Mm. And that's what I get.
0: Well, I know people get that because one of the reasons, apparently one of the reasons that Fifty Shades of Grey did so well was because it was written in the era of Kindles. So, so many more people could just download it. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then no one would see you reading Fifty Shades of Grey on the subway or, you know, wherever, at the beach or whatever. All you see is someone holding a Kindle.
2: So I'm not alone. Library anxiety is a thing. Yeah. That's fantastic.
0: Well, I think, you know uh book choice anxiety is a thing
2: (laughs) well i like to call it library anxiety because that that covers more that covers all my forms of media oh my god i had to go in my worst library anxiety recently i i did not lose the copy of the dvd It was lost at my girlfriend's house, Mm -hmm. which was not my fault. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying it's hers. (laughs) I'm just saying it wasn't mine. Maybe you
0: drywalled it into her basement. I very well may have drywalled
2: it (laughs) because it just went somewhere and it was Kong Skull Island. Oh, yeah. And I put off, I knew it was lost for like easily two months. Mm -hmm. And I kept putting off going into the talk to the library. I kept renewing it i kind of hoping it would show up yeah. and then even past when it was done, able to being renewed and it was late. Yeah. I put that off for like another two weeks and I finally just went in and I, I laid my cards out to the lady and I said, I-, I haven't come in because I've been too embarrassed that I lost this specific movie. <laughs> I am so sorry. It ended up costing me $30. Jeez. I had to buy the DVD and I was like, can I buy it off Amazon? It is $5 on Amazon. I will hand it to you. She was like, no processing. And I started to get angry. Yeah. And I started to get angry, and then I was like, no, Justin, you're the one that lost Skull Island. <laughs> you are ashamed. Hang your head and hand this woman your credit card.
0: That's too bad. Nope. Yep, totally. It's a good movie.
2: It was enjoyable. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Emma
0: likes it. She's seen it like three times. Really? <laughs> yeah.
2: It has a big monkey in it, which is fun. Mm-hmm. So do we have anything else? Is that...
0: I don't think so. Is that
2: pretty much everything? Okay, so if you have any thoughts about Gregory Peck and how much...
0: And Dermot uh, Mulroney. And
2: Dermot Mulroney, and if you have a thing for either of them, or a thing for Audrey Hepburn, (laughs) who doesn't, or if you just have any comments on this episode or past episodes, we can be reached at...
0: Mail at romcomcom.com.
2: We also have an Instagram, which is romcomcomdot.com. <laughs> and uh please uh subscribe or whatever you do on Instagram. Do you subscribe on Instagram? You follow, can follow. Follow us on there. But yeah, connect with us, shoot us something, uh, read some emails and all that. Love getting yeah. feedback and stuff. We're having fun doing this. Uh want to also, as always, give a thank you to uh This is my suitcase for letting us use their song Love off the album The Keys to Cat Heaven is both our intro and outro. Check them <laughs> out. Um uh, of their current side projects, they are all excellent. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed your Roman holiday as much as we did. Yes. So a beautiful time. That being that, I guess we will see you next time. And thank you.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: Are you telling the truth? Hey, come here. Hey. Did she really get Rita's?